What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, the host of today's show, and today we're going to be talking about dollar cost ravaging. You've heard of dollar cost averaging. Today, we're talking about dollar cost ravaging. I've talked about this before, sequence risk. I've done videos on this. I'll put one up here. If you haven't seen the sequence risk video, watch that. But we're going to talk about it in detail today. To help me talk about dollar cost ravaging, I'm going to bring in Tony Shore. There he is, Tony Shore. Wow. That's a good noise, baby. <laughs> very, very loud sound effects. I love it. I know. I had them, I had them turned up a little bit there because <laughs> people, got, people were excited uh, to see us today. But, Dan, thanks for having me on the show. Yes, I am here, and I've had a good week. How about you? What's going on over there? I, I see some graphs and charts behind oh, you. Yeah. That's that's not going to do our podcast listeners any good, but uh, our YouTube viewers might enjoy that. Yeah, right. I feel like the, you know, like I got the little devil and the angel on one shoulder. We got the market going down on one shoulder, market going up on the other. Yeah, yeah we're going to be that. talking about the stock market in particular, talking about investments and how, well, you know what we could call this show instead of dollar cost ravaging, which I, I mentioned it in our last show, dollar cost ravaging. I like but that. We've done a show on dollar cost averaging. Remember, yes. we did a show on it. And the question I, I had that. for you was, is it better to dollar cost average, meaning invest a little bit over time, or is it better to throw it all as a lump sum right off the bat? And, and I said, it's better to do a little bit over time. And you then proceeded to tell me why it might not be. Right. Watch that show if you want to know the answer. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, Tony was wrong. So this show, it's not much of a spoiler alert. It's understood Aww. now. Aww. This show, I might want to call how to run out of money in retirement. Because that is the bigger fear. That is the number one fear people have is I'm going to yep. run out of money in retirement. Right. So I'm going to show people how they can run out of money in retirement in the hopes that they don't. And we're going to I talk about because right now people are if saying, you know well, how it happens. You can avoid it is what that's you're saying. Right. That's right. OK. People are aware of dollar cost averaging. Sure. Um, you know, putting a little bit of money into your investments over time so a 401k people are dollar cost averaging mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about now is actually taking money out of your accounts because you're retired and it has a, a negative effect or it could have a negative effect if you have some returns in your investments that aren't aligned with your end goal which is to not run out of money so we're going to show you how you could so the question becomes, Tony, Yes, when it comes to dollar cost ravaging or <laughs> sequence risk, and, and sequence risk is the term we always like to use because it's more specific, sequence risk. And what that means is or, is, or does, does the order of returns or the sequence of your returns matter? Do this, does the sequence or the order of the returns you get on your investment 
matter. So I've always I'm heard gonna, yes, that it definitely matters. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you go if, against conventional wisdom, Dan, every no, time. That's why I just said I had heard. Yeah, That's oh, what see, I've heard. Is that your final answer? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what I've heard. <laughs> well, it does matter, but it doesn't. It depends. It depends, <laughs> it depends if you're retired or not. But so, all right. But can we back up before you launch into this and tell people? Obviously, I think people out there want to hear about the markets because they're concerned because they've been so volatile. Uh, yesterday, they went way back up for a little bit. And then I noticed at the end of the day, they were going down. But if you look at 2022 this year so far, uh, the, it hasn't been good, right? No, and no, the you, the war in Ukraine and coming, you know, COVID and uh, inflation, the markets, these things and other things have caused the market to go up and down. And I think if we're going to talk about the market, we got to have a lead in. Right. The markets are open as we speak, and um, who knows what they're doing, Tony? Yeah. But they are volatile lately. Are yeah. you, I'm going to start calling you Dr. Doom. Jeez. Oh. Why don't you, Debbie well, Downer over here? No. <laughs> well, you're that's right. why I'm just giving, you have to have the pain point to understand why you need the solutions, which is what you're bringing us as some possible solutions for people out there who are worried about this. That's right. And for a lot of people that are worried about it, what is the usual answer that financial people, professionals give when it comes to stock market volatility? Just stay the course. Yes. Just stay the course. Don't worry about it. But when you're close to retirement or in retirement, you can't go on that general guidance. No, me, then you actually me, need to do something. Right. So this is when the order of returns actually matters. So let's imagine, Tony, okay. you start with $100,000. Okay. Okay. And we're going to keep it simple. We're going to only go three years. And I'm going to tell you what your returns are each year. And I want you to kind of... Give me a feel for what you think is happening here. So you start with 100000 The first year, you make 20%. Aha. The second oh, year. That's a really make, good year. You make another 20% the second year. All right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And then the last year, you lose 20%. Are you up or down over that time? Over that three-year period, are you up or down? You're up 20%. Right. See, that's the conventional thought is, all right, I gain 20, I gain another 20, so now I'm up 40, and then I lose 20, so now I'm up 20. But that's not how it works because math, okay? What happens? I was is told there would be no math. I'm glad you're doing the math. That's why you're here. After, after three years, 20, first gain, year, 20, the second year, and then a loss of 20, you're at 115,200. Okay, I want to show you how that looks. I'm going to share my screen. And for the listeners, you're going to be like, well, you know, what is this guy doing here? And are, you, are you saying I actually should have paid attention in math, algebra, and calculus? <laughs> Seriously. You <laughs> because news, news alert. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tony, 20% up, 20% up, 20% down. The average return is 6.67%. Not bad, right? Can you see my screen? Yep, I can so, see it. Hey, Tony, next three years, I'm going to give you 6.67% on average per year. You'll take that, right? You'll take that. Yeah, I'd take and, that. And if you look at the first section, that's the one I told you. First year. Although that's just keeping up with inflation at this point. 
it's transitory, Tony. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Inflation's just transitory. It's not going to. Well, I do think that it's going to drop down. It's not going to be seven percent in perpetuity. That would be ridiculous. But then again, we could be in Venezuela. So, okay. So, twenty percent <laughs> up the first year. Twenty percent up the second year. So now mm. your hundred thousands at one hundred and forty-four thousand, and then wow. you lose twenty percent of one hundred and forty-four, which is a bigger number. That's how we get to one hundred and fifteen thousand. Ah, now, I get it. Change, sure. Let's change the order of returns. Yeah. Right, the percentages. If it's hey, I'll give you twenty bucks, twenty bucks, and then I take twenty. Then yeah, now you're up twenty bucks. But when it comes to percentages, you got to remember when you lose twenty percent, you're losing it on a bigger number. So that's so it's a bigger it's a bigger amount. Yeah. Right. I, now let's, yeah, I should have let's gotten that. Change the order of returns. So let's make 20% the first year, lose 20%, and then gain 20%. You'll see we end up with the same number, 115,200. But we took the scenic route. We gained hundred we're at 120. <laughs> then the second year we were at 96. So now we started with hundred, we gained 20, we lose 20, and we're down. How is that possible? Because again, you lose twenty percent on a bigger number, you're gonna lose a lot more than twenty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. You lose twenty-four thousand. So mm-hmm. that's how it happens, right? And then that last scenario, we lose twenty that first year. Now we're down to eighty thousand off the bat. We gain twenty the next year. We're only at ninety-six, and then we gain another twenty. We're at one fifteen. So what's the difference here? Nothing. Mm. After three years. They all have the same exact average return because they're the same three numbers in a different order. And if we don't touch the money, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Right? If you don't touch your money, the orders, uh, the order in which the returns happen don't matter. You're going to gain 6.67% on average. Who cares? But don't what if you're taking money out during this time because you're in retirement and you're using it for... You know, people have their money in the markets in retirement and they have to have that money to live on. So let's say each year they take 4% out. Ah, see, now this is where the show turns. Mm-hmm. Now we need the creepy music. <laughs> oh, the creepy music. I don't what know happens? Creepy music. What happens when you start withdrawing from a portfolio? Like you asked. It's as if you knew what we were going to talk about, Tony. And the good news is, there you go. Everyone knows that you had no idea what we were talking about. No, no one's fooled, but you, you led right into it. What happens when you start withdrawing from the portfolio? Does retirement income, I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> does retirement <sighs> income change anything? So now Tony, it's like, okay, we're going to start with the same scenario, a hundred thousand, and we're going to have those same order of returns. But all of a sudden now we're living off of this. We're going to start taking money out. So you said 4%. I'm going to say 3% just to, just to go against you. All right. So we're going to take 3% of the money out. And then we're going to increase that by inflation of 3%. So here's what we're going to do. Same scenario. You start with 100000 You get the same returns, 20% or up or down each year. And you're going to start that first year by taking out 3000 3%. And you're going to increase that 3,000 by 3% every year. So 3,030 and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Makes what sense. do you think that's going to do? Does the order of returns matter now? Yes. I will say yes. 
<laughs> ding, ding, ding. You're right, Tony. Let me share my screen again because this is going to really, and I'm keeping it very simple. Um, we're doing three years now. A lot of people, they they are retired for a lot longer than three years, and three years is just, a, I don't know, a simple way of going through it. So you see my screen, Tony? There's yep. the doesn't matter what happens if you don't touch the money. Let's scroll. Aha. So here again, 100,000 on each scenario, but we're withdrawing 3%. So this shows you the withdrawals each year. 3,000 the first year, $3,090 the second year, and 3183, 3,183 the third year. So you're taking money out no matter what because you need those new records every year. You got to go get your new fancy LPs at the record store. And <laughs> I don't care what the stock market does. I don't care what happens in Ukraine. I'm buying my records, right? So that's Tony's model. This is Tony's life, right? But here's what happens. Look at the three different scenarios. In scenario one, we're up after three years, 106,000. Wait, I thought we were up 115. How can we only be up 106? Because you're taking out over nine grand, right? So that's... Yep. That's the problem, right? So we're at 106, 104, and 103. Three different scenarios. How can you have three different uh, uh, end results if you're getting the same exact average return of 6.67%? You're taking the same amount out. Why, why is there different returns here? Why do we have different end results after three years? And the answer is the order in which the returns happen. Notice, Tony, the one year, the, the one scenario that does the best after three years having 106,231, that's when you lost 20% in the final year. The year you lost 20% in the sec, the scenario you lost 20% in the second year, you're at 105, basically. And the, the scenario where you lose 20% right out of the gate, that's your worst scenario because mm -hmm. you're down 103, down to 103 after three years. So what is going on here? So the sequence of returns makes a difference there. Makes a huge difference. And the reason why is because if you see in that first, in that scenario, the third scenario where you lose 20% in that first year, instead of being down 100, down to 80,000, you're down to 77,600 because you took 3,000 off right off the bat. And then you lost 20%. So now instead of being at 80, you're at 77, you have to overcome that. You have to start, you're start, so you make 20% the next year. You're not starting at hundred, you're starting at 77,000. Mm -hmm. So yes, you're making a good return, but it's on the 20% of 77,000 is a lot less than 20% of a hundred thousand, obviously. Oh, right. And in this, in the other two scenarios, after one year, you're at 116,000 and you're getting 20% on top of that. So this is why you see having good years in the beginning is really helpful. Having negative years in the beginning is very harmful. And this is just three years. This but is just people, three years. Right. But and, and if you're in retirement for 20 years, imagine what could happen. So but Dan, a lot of people are saying, well, what difference does it what how does it help me to know this? My question is, how does it help us to know this? Because we can't predict the sequence of returns or control the sequence of returns, can we? No, you cannot. But you can control how you're um, uh, how you are impacted by them by controlling your investment portfolio. Most people 
get this concept. All right. If I don't touch it, everything's fine because that's what they're told their whole life. Yep. Don't think about it. Don't look at your 401k statement. Just keep yeah. your eyes closed and keep yep. investing, keep saving. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you get closer to retirement or in retirement and you start living off of it, you have to change your mentality because the mentality of don't look, it's it'll all come back. Doesn't work when you're taking money out. The order of returns does matter. So what is the number one thing you got to do is you have to change your mindset and you have to change your portfolio to reflect the need for income. Because if you do what you've always done, which is I'm going to invest in stocks, I'm not going to think about it and I'll be fine. You could run out of money if we have terrible years in the beginning. Case in point, I retire in 2006. I love life. I have enough in my portfolio. I've put my blinders on my whole life and I'm not worried and I continue to save. I have a million dollars in 2006 and now I'm drawing 50,000 off of it a year. I'm happy. 2007 comes. I'm still happy. 2008 comes. Wait, wait, time out. Wait, this, what is this black swan event? What is this? Wait, real estate. Wait, uh, 2009. Wait, we're still down. What's going on? Now I'm scared. Mm-hmm. because my million dollars is now 700,000. Wait a sec, Tony. Wait, no, this is not acceptable. I still need my $50,000. I'm not changing. My expenses didn't go down. My portfolio went down. That's a prime example of someone that retired at the wrong time. My thought though is, Tony, you don't retire at the wrong time. You retired at the right time You just had your investments in the wrong portfolio mix. So the key is if you're going to retire and start withdrawing money, you have to make sure that your portfolio is not subject to sequence of returns risk. The way to do that is to build a retirement portfolio that is aligned with the risk profile. But also when you're pulling money out, you're not pulling it from an asset that's going to go down due to a market fluctuation. Yeah, so what you're talking about is asset allocation. It's where your money is at, and that's how you protect against this. So if you know your monthly expenses that you need to live on in retirement are going to be about X, and you can find that number by working with a financial services professional like yourself. That's how you figure all this out and even account for inflation and healthcare costs. But once you have that number and you're working with a financial services professional, what you need is okay, I know I can use money from Social Security and not affect my returns and not deplete, uh, extra deplete my funds. And then I know there, there can be other options. There's a lot of vehicle retirement vehicles out there uh, that you can be in and maybe uh, some different portfolios within the market that are less subject to higher ups and downs. You can That's even right. get a buffered index or something like that. So, so there are options, right? That's right. So let's imagine the scenario again where you have 100,000, Tony, and you said, I need 3,000 a year plus inflation for records. Okay. Yeah. So instead of taking your 100,000 and investing in the market, let's take 90,000 and invest it in the market. This is a yeah. very simple example. Take 10,000 because you know you're going to spend that over the next three years on records. Yeah. That's a different, that we see counseling for that, but. <laughs> We're going to do it. I do we're need gonna, counseling for that. This is a, this is a fairy tale. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to, you know, enable you here. 
We take $10,000 and we throw it in the bank, making nothing. Or we throw it in a CD, making 1%, right? Sure. Fine. You know that money's there. Mm -hmm. So what happens when the market goes up 20% on your 90,000? Are you going to do anything? No. What happens when it goes down 20%? You can do anything? No. Because you got your money for your LPs in your pocket at the bank doing nothing. And And so that is where staying the course comes in. Exactly. So we're not sequence risk. And, and, you know, this idea is a lot of people that talk about sequence risk or order of return risk or dollar cost ravaging, Mm -hmm. they fear monger a little bit. They say, oh, you don't need any risk. You got to stay away from the stock market. Pull it all out, put it under the pillow or (laughs) buy this product and put it all in safety. That's the wrong way of doing it because you got years that you need the returns. And where do you get the returns? In the market. So you have to stagger or or ladder or bucket or whatever you want to call it. You have to make sure your income that you know you're going to need isn't going to impact your returns. So you need to make sure that you strategize on your income need and your investment need. You do not pull out of the market because, again, all right, let's imagine that. Let's say, all right, Tony, right now, 2022, you have all your money in the market. The market crashes because of who knows why. Ukraine, uh, yeah. Fed re- reser- re- reserves going up, uh, rate going up, um, inflation, right? All market tanks, you're like, I'm done with this. I'm going to pull all my money out and I'm going to park it in cash and I'm going to wait it out. When the market comes back up, you're sitting on the sidelines still saying, I told you the market's going to come back. And then six years later, you're saying, oh man, I really missed it. So you can't just go on the sideline. Retirees need risk. We've done a show on that, how retirees actually increase their risk as they get older. It's counterintuitive. But the whole point is, Uh, sequence risk or dollar cost ravaging is not about not spending money or not investing in the market. It's all about changing the way people invest when they retire. Instead of accumulating wealth and growing and doubling, tripling their money, now the focus is on how do I spend my money without running out? Right. Totally different mindset. And that's the number one lesson here. You have to change your mindset. Yeah, I I would agree with that. That's a great lesson. And I like the way you explained it. It's very understandable. Uh, You broke it down really well. And I think that our listeners out there need to be working with somebody like yourself, a finance, whether it's you or someone else, they need a financial services professional who they can trust that uh, can go over this with them and get that plan in place. Otherwise, especially if they're within five years of retirement or in retirement already, got to have that plan in place. Right. And so when you're dealing with someone and creating a retirement income plan, the things you need to be aware of is the order of returns matter if you're pulling money out, which most retirees are. They're living off of their income. The investment returns make a big difference, particularly early on. Mm-hmm. If you if you do well, if you hit a home run, you know, if you retire just as, you know, uh, right as Donald Trump became president in the market rage, remember that like crazy 100% return? If you retire to that point, you're sitting there like, wow, I, I had everything in the market. I'd be foolish not to do that. You're lucky, right? You got lucky. Yeah. And so you got to eliminate that risk by talking to your advisor and say, hey, yeah, you're, you're showing me an 8% return. I'm not going to sit here and debate whether or not that's too high, but whatever. You're showing me an 8% return, but what if 
What if I lose 8% in the first three years? Well, that it's never happened. We don't lose 8%. You know, on average, we're going to. No. What if we lose 20% for the first two years in a row? What does that do to this pretty plan? And if the answer is, well, that rarely happens, that's not a plan. Well, you know? and, and, and it does happen. And I mean, we're seeing, I mean, what if you retired in December or January, uh, uh, of 2022, right. January 1st, 2022. Right. And, and you and started and you had all your money in high risk in the market in high right. risk stocks or, you know, at risk in the market and you started pulling out, Oh, okay. I need $10,000 this month. Boom. Right. You're pulling out at the bottom and yeah. that's, we know that's a bad deal. Are you going to panic? Are, are you sitting here saying, Oh, that's exactly what I did. And now I'm a little concerned. You might, it might be too late at that point. Yeah. And I'm not scaring you. I'm just saying like, you might have no choice, but to ride this out. And so what do most people do? You know, when I say people run out of money in retirement, that's their big fear. I rarely run into anyone. I don't think I've run into anyone that's run out of money. Not just because I'm overseeing them. I, I, I deal with people that I don't, I don't help. They don't mm -hmm. run out of money. What happens is their lifestyle changes drastically. They just spend less. They deal with it, right? Because they have, have to. I, they have no or, choice, or right? They'd have zero dollars. So, so yeah. people don't run out of money. They what they do is they live a life that they don't want to live. And so that's mm -hmm. the way it should be. I don't want to have to reduce my lifestyle because right. of the market. Like that's no way to retire. Yeah. You're better off coming up with a number that works in all market conditions and being comfortable with that. That's yeah. the way I operate. So uh, it's a it's a a very um specific concept, dollar cost ravaging or um Sequence risk is very specific to retirees because those are the people living off of their income, their, their assets. Yeah. Those that are younger, like you and I, that are not retired, that are still working, we don't really have to think about this. And that's why it's always something, it's always uh, a new to people. So what I'm trying to get people to be aware of is as you get close to retirement, start thinking about this because you should adjust your portfolio to reflect an income need, which can ravage your portfolio and if the financial planner or person you're working with uh isn't talking to you about this in the same way uh then they're not doing you justice they're not looking out for your best interest because uh, it is a real thing and, and i you know if somebody actually said well this doesn't that that rarely happens it's like okay what about the millions of people in our country who retired this year because I mean, right. there's there's hundreds of thousands of retirees out there, even right. in the millions, the baby boomers retiring at a huge rate. Uh, so a lot of them retired at end of 2021, beginning of 2022. Uh, what about them? Because it happened to them if they're taking that money out of stocks. Uh, right. They're suffering the, you know, dollar they, cost ravaging. They could be in a situation where they're saying, I might have to go back to work. I might have to do to no fault of their own, except they kept the money invested in a in in a situation or a portfolio that wasn't aligned with what their income need was. That's Boom. that's it. So that's that's the that's their fault. Right there. That's their fault in a way, you know. Yeah. Granted, no, who was gonna know that COVID was gonna happen in, in 2020? Yeah. You know, or you know, who knew? 
Who knew Russia was going to attack Ukraine and and it would cause this big stink and an oil crisis and yeah. Right. So, but these things happen. The black swan events happen and it seems like they've been happening more frequently. So, right. Right. I think it's more important than ever to hedge against that. Right. Exactly. There's no more excuses here. Everyone knows that these things happen. Yeah. Don't fall victim to it. Don't play the victim. Be proactive and build a retirement income portfolio that allows for this to happen. Or in fact, is designed for these things to happen. That's the only way I could see doing it. So there we go, Tony. Thanks for playing along. Thanks for doing some math today. I know know I'm pushing the limits here. You actually made the old, I had to use the old brain pan a little bit in the show. Is is your headphones melted? Yeah, I saw something. Yeah, there's definitely, wow, wow. Yeah, that was some smoke coming out of your head there. The little (laughs) hamster in there is like, Help me, help me. (laughs) All right, Tony, enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks, everyone, for a good show. And don't fall victim to dollar cost ravaging. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.